two, one. What's up, guys? This is Sholo Maridueña, Miguel Diaz from Cobra Kai. This is Jacob Bertrand. I play Hawk. And you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Woo! This is Luscious Lou, and I listen to the Comic Syndicate. If you love comics, you'll be into it. Listen to the Comic Syndicate. If movies make you contemplate, just science will accommodate. Twitter for communication at Comic Syndicate One. I was drowning in a sea of podcasts, and I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the news, and sex facts. It's more than anyone can ask for The Comic Syndicate Podcast Ooh, The Comic Syndicate Podcast Ooh, The Comic Syndicate Podcast Yeah, yeah The Comic Syndicate Podcast Welcome to the Comic Syndicate episode 344. I'm your host, Josiah Sat for the villain on Twitter at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. What's up, guys? Uh, let's hit that like we normally do what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Episode 234, I entitled hashtag audio test. This one was recorded Thursday, October 18th, 2018. This one, the two OC podcast boys, summer movie draft 2018. Oh, those ones are fun, guys. Um... Carl won this year, 2023, his first time winning the Summer Movie Draft. Uh, these guys are awesome. Alan and Anton from the 2OC Podcast, uh, very good friends of ours, good friends of mine, um, just good guys. We have a Summer Movie League Draft, so it's like a fantasy football league with summer movies. Uh, we've been doing those the past, geez, about oh, 10 years probably by now, but always fun. Uh, gives birthday loves. Oh, so this was the day after my birthday, so that's probably why I gave the love. Los Angeles Comic Con 2018. Then goes, I'm sorry, then gives a warm thank you to Madsen Creations and Cobb's Carnival of Dreams. Explicit sarcasm. So the, these are the people that I interviewed for the uh, Audio Chronicles podcast that I did. And also, uh, since I'm on it, let's hit that real quick. I have some few things a few things coming up, actually. Uh, for the the Audio Chronicles, I have several interviews lined up, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. Uh, one of them is probably going to be integrated into a Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes podcast as well, only because the story is so fucking bizarre and oddly interesting that I really want to give this this person and this topic the, the time to to tell. Like, like it's a weird fucking bizarre one i'm not going to spoil anything but anyways i've been putting work into that so thank you to those three people at the time i hit comic talk comic news robert kirkman skybound sony venture warner media streaming service marvel jared leto morbius talk doctor strange 2 deadpool netflix iron fist cancellation spider-man far from home fox disney deal merger dc extended universe james gunn on suicide squad warner ready to move on from henry cavill and ben affleck then finally, Roxxon Comic Reviews, Marvel Comics, X-Men and Black Magneto Number 1, written by Chris Claremont, Dalibor Taljik uh, is the artist or was, Venom Number 7, Donny Cates was the writer, and Ivan Coelho was the artist. It also hits Heroes in Crisis Number 1, 
Tom King was the writer of that one. Clay Mann was the artist. Love Tom King. All these writers I love in general. So for Deep Pass and Rabbit Holes, episode 234.1. I literally recorded four days after my birthday. uh, Five days after my birthday. So after I recorded the last one. This one was Deep Pass and Rabbit Holes. Hashtag don't be an idiom. Part two of two. This week, RG Floors and at For the Villain Finish are dive into phrases that have lost their meaning, idioms, and origins of typical phrases used in day-to-day life. Find out if any of yours made the list. The crew also tosses out their mainly used ones in their day-to-day lives, and do you have uh, any that you use on your own? Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes are a completely different entity, different podcast than what the Comic Syndicate and Audio Chronicles is, guys. I dropped one last week. Uh, they're, they're interesting. I find them interesting. They can range from funny to fun to dark to dark humor. Uh, it's anything. It's just anything that I find intriguing enough for me to do research on about and bring my own thoughts, ideas, opinions to it, and even personal experiences to it is typically what a deep dives and rabbit holes is. And I'll go into a few things uh, from here because I have a I want to say it's a short show, guys. Uh, if I sound different in any way today than normal podcasting uh, shows, uh, several reasons. Number one is a different setup. So if you like the audio this time around, let me know. I've been working on and tweaking out some some things as far as my recording area and where I normally record. And so if the audio sounds good, first of all, please let me know. But if I sound terrible, like if Josiah sounds terrible, and you guys can tell that I do not sound great. Also, uh, there's a story behind that, and I'm going to go into that shortly. So bear with me, guys. Let's hit some Twitter love shout-outs, uh, just shout-outs in general. First one is going to be to Ben Davis. Um, this one was really cool, dude. Uh, so he says, Josiah and Adam, listen to the Comic Syndicate, end of the year show on the plane. Well done. Thanks for making the flight go faster. I totally agree with watching the bear. Yes, chef. Adam responds back, glad you liked it. And I respond back. And so this is Ben from the Comics and Thor BS podcast. I say, oh, thanks, Ben. Much appreciated, dude. Uh, They're never that long, but I haven't recorded with Adam in a while. So we had to catch up a bit like we did. Uh, And then I ask him, where'd you fly to? He says, right now in Dallas, heading to Grand Rapids, catching up on Saga along the way. And this I really love and appreciate. Uh, And again, thank you, Ben. So he continues on. He ends uh, this by saying, Josias, I appreciate how you wear your heart on your sleeve during casting. Cheers. Uh, Much appreciated, Ben. I try not to be fake with my listeners, my audience, my friends uh, that listen. Like, um, I don't look at anyone's numbers, uh, really. Like, I do look at numbers because I'm a stat dude. But um, as far as everyone that interacts with me uh, in, you know, anywhere, social media, I try to make it a point to talk to people. And even on the show, like, I'm glad you caught that. I I think that's what is the coolest thing is that I believe I'm, in my mind, I I believe I'm relatable to people. Um, You know, I'm not fake. I'm not full of shit. I'm not, I'm not, I don't bullshit anyone around and um, I think the listeners kind of catch it. And I think that's what, what they latch on to. Like, um, it's not just a persona, you know. Um, so, Ben, much appreciated, dude. Uh, ben is going to get a lot of love today uh, because he does the Comics and 3 DS podcast with Adam. And I'll give some shout-outs to them. 
in a bit. But yeah, thank you very much, Ben. Always appreciate you. Well, first of all, that you listen, dude. So I, I love that, dude. Thanks for the compliment, dude. I really do appreciate it. Next one's going to be from Eric Lopez. I finally caught up with the pod. I did miss hearing you and Adam feed off each other. Thank you so much, Eric. Same, same here, man. I miss recording with Adam and to be un- able to unleash with him is fun and funny. And uh, yeah, it's been a long time since we, we were both able to do it. When you do a pod solo, it's so much different. So many more moving parts to juggle. And even though I did have to juggle as much as I did, Adam was there to back me up on conversation and bring his thoughts and opinions. And the flow is between he and I is always good, always great. So uh, I loved it and I missed it. So thank you. Next one's going to be from Lindy McLinn. Uh, she says, number 333. Hey, hey, Adam, good to hear your voice. And I hope life has been treating you well. Prison ball LMAO. Good move calling the game. Telling them to hurt the opposing team is unacceptable. She says, is this your son? You said no, right? Um, so, yeah, dude, everyone misses you, Adam. Like, uh, to hear these, these compliments. I'm like, fuck yes, dude. Like, he needs to hear these, these things because um, I know everyone runs their shows differently. And I since day one, I tried to integrate, like, just anyone, good feedback or bad feedback from anyone that listens even if they want to bash the show toss it in as a shout out like fuck it like uh yeah yeah that's just the weird thing about me like uh, it doesn't hurt my feelings to, to for someone to say you sound terrible the this, this show sucks are you kidding me i'm gonna fucking read that the next week <laughs> uh that's just the the me and me dude like um i'm having fun with it i'm not for everyone i understand that um but for adam to get some love i, I totally love it she continues on and this last part Lynn, I'm really going to have to completely disagree with you on. She ended up uh, this, fest- this this festival, this Facebook comment with, Jakey, it's called Machismo. I'm going to have to say negative, Lynn. It's not Machismo at all. Um, machismo comes from a Latin Hispanic uh, meaning, derivative, and um, it's not, I'm not Machismo at all. Like, at all. Like, for me personally, I kind of find it... Um, Oh, I don't know. I don't want to say upsetting. <laughs> kind of like an insult to me because um, I know the type of person I am and I'm not a, a machismo dude. Um, but yeah, Lynn, I appreciate the love. But yeah, it's more confidence. Like uh, that's all it is. Self-confident, self-assured. Granted, a bit cocky, but I'm not conceited, you know? Like, uh, that's what, what my nephew sees in me. Like, I don't want to raise this kid. I've done too good of a job helping raise him to where I don't want him to be that machismo guy growing up. And, yeah, sorry, Lynn, so you're wrong, but thank you. I mean, look, she's a white girl from New England. Um, speaking of New England, let me continue on. She jumps in, and Lynn, sorry, that's not a bash at all, dude. Like, I appreciate it, though. Um uh, but again, like I said, when you guys give love and shout outs like this, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it. Uh, she said, sorry, but for me to, okay. Uh, deep dives on that. Honestly about that. She's continues with episode 331. The boyfriend says he has heard of the dark winter in his conspiracy circles. We are all about conspiracies, especially as a new Englander. We have a lack of trust in the government in our blood. LMAO. Dude, we lived it in 2020 real time. And yes, that's exactly what uh, I wanted to bring to the show. I came across this article. Oh, not even an article. So this book I'm reading that I've been reading, um, very great book. And I've been talking about it a lot, Imperial Life in the Emerald City inside Iraq's Green Zone. 
And um, so much stuff I've learned uh, about certain things. And there was this uh, part of the book where they were testing. They had this this scenario in a in a briefcase, and the high officials were walking into the Pentagon to see, okay, well, what kind of stuff can we sneak into the Pentagon? This is before nine eleven. And one of the things they were able to, to, to sneak into uh, the Pentagon was this briefcase with the dark winter scenario or the, uh, the dark winter. Uh, yes, the, the, this, this scenario where it's literally, if you guys haven't heard it, please listen to Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes episode 333.1, The Dark Winter. And um, they were able to, to smuggle in a briefcase that just had the scenario for this dark winter exercise. And once they were able to sneak it in, it's like, what the fuck? Our lack of how we can sneak something like this, even though it's not a threat at all. It's literally just paperwork and like hard drives and disks. How easy it is to sneak into our government buildings like that. And then when they extrapolated what the fuck this scenario was, this exercise was, was the dark winter. And just reading more about it and then going down that rabbit hole i'm like oh shit this is interesting and then finding out what that particular exercise was i thought it was cool enough to bring for deep dives and rabbit holes i mean that's why they're cool to do and record they're fun it's a lot of work it's a lot of grinding work it's i love research it's a lot of research and then making sure I try to cover every base and go down several rabbit holes, making sure the story and stories do not conflict with each other. So I thought it was interesting. So thank you, Lynn, for that. I thought it was interesting enough to bring to the table. Last bits of shout-out are going to be the Weird Street Podcast with Jacob Medina and his wife, Eva. The Oh No, Not Another One podcast hosted by Sarah Kitsinis and Derek Krantz. And finally, but not least, as always, the boys on the Comics and Tortillas podcast, Adam Garza, Heka Cornejo, and Ben Davis. Please find all these podcasts. These are all friends of the show. Uh, and I listen to each and all of these podcasts, honestly, on, on a weekly basis. So please find them. And yeah, they're great. Like and subscribe to them anywhere you guys can. Okay, bullet points. Here we go. The story of the ear infection. Okay, guys. Let me give you guys the story now, the full breakdown. And this is going to be a fucked up one and maybe a funny one. Look, it's funny to me by this point. Sorry for all the noise, but I'd be looking at my calendar to, to see everything. Okay, so... <laughs> All right, after episode 333, the plan was let's take two weeks. So after Adam and I recorded the end of the year show, it's like, okay, I have a deep dive, some rabbit holes banked up, and I have a, a review I did with Adam banked up. So technically, I can take two weeks off. I'm like, it's much needed. I work a lot. It's the holiday season. Let's just I chill the fuck out and just take a fucking break. So... Uh, that being said, I put out the, the Dark Winter last week, and I was going to take this week off. So, uh, Happy New Year, everyone, first of all. <laughs> Do you guys want to know what I did for my for my uh, New Year's? Okay, so Thursday the 28th last week. Um, two weeks ago, I guess, by now. Um, the 28th leading into New Year's, New Year's Eve day, all that stuff. I went to the office, and I realized I had an ear ache. Now, I had an ear infection. And my ear was ringing. It's just a lot of fucking pain in my left ear. So from there, went to went to the second job. Went to, to cook at the second job. Uh, Friday, woke up, did the office again. 
did the second job again. Uh, Friday, I was not feeling well, the 29th now. So 28th going to the 29th on Friday. I was not feeling well. By this point now, the, the ear infection had spread to my throat. And it wasn't that I had a sore throat. Uh, I didn't have a cough. I didn't have anything, really. Minus the fact that my throat was so swollen, I could not eat anything. Um, so anything I would try to eat, I could not fucking swallow. I literally had to use a bottle of water and kind of like chug it so I can get the food down as fucked up and, and terrible as that might sound. And visually, it, it trusts me, it, it sounds terrible. So that was Friday. Still went to work and I'm just not feeling hot. Saturday, Josiah decides, you know what? I'm not feeling well. <laughs> uh, check for COVID, negative on the COVID. So no cough, no fever, uh, minus the fact terrible ear infection slash earache, and I cannot swallow anything. Like I can't swallow anything. Uh, so Saturday, go to go to go to the doctor. I went to urgent care. I knew something was wrong with me, so I go to urgent care. And um, I honestly, for work, dude, uh, the end of November going into December, we got a new insurance provider. So went from Aetna. And I don't mind telling you guys this story. This is a fucked up story, though. So it changed from Aetna to Blue Cross Blue Shield. And I go in. Uh, oh, by the way, re rewind real quick. So uh, when I get this letter, I finally got my new insurance card about mid-December-ish. Um, it says, please disregard and, and get rid of any old insurance information. So I take my old insurance card out of my wallet, put it on my desk, and didn't think anything of it. I don't get sick that often at all. Maybe one time really bad, a year, if even that. But my healing factor is fucking great. Um, I take care of myself minus the lack of sleep, honestly. But um, I don't get sick often. So when Josiah's is something wrong with Josiah, then Josiah's fucking worries, you know. So I, I go to urgent care and get checked in. And um, when uh, the nurse finally calls me, she's like, um, your insurance card is saying you're not active. Excuse me? Uh, it's, it's new insurance. What do you mean I'm not active? She's like, I don't know what's going on. This was Saturday, December 30th, by the way. So I knew this place, my insurance was going to be closed Monday through Friday. I'm assuming they're, they're open, right? I mean, you would think. So I call them anyways, no dice. And I figured, well, fuck me. If they're closed today, Saturday, there's no way they're going to be open New Year's Day, Monday, the first. <laughs> and I'm still getting there. Fuck me. So um, would you like to pay this out of pocket? We can give you a receipt and maybe your insurance can, can cover you for this. And I'm like, fuck me, dude. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm good. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I'm good. So I go to CVS, literally next door to urgent care. And I pick up, uh, the fuck did I pick up? Motrin, because the, the earache is fucking killing me. Uh, Motrin, Motrin, Motrin. What else did I pick up? Uh, something else. I think that might have been it anyways. So that's all I do. And I'm like, okay, fuck it. If I can just get rid of the pain, I'm good. Like I, I can just last till, I can last till Tuesday. Uh, so Saturday... Uh, once I got home, kind of meted myself up a little bit, meted myself up a, a bit, and Motrin, dude, like just the fucking pain. So it's Saturday through Sunday, both days, I'm in and out of, of sleep for the most part, taking naps. And I did mention earlier, I'm terrible to myself because I don't let 
I don't get a, a, a lot of sleep. I don't get any sleep, if at all. So I work Monday through Friday, both jobs. I get out about 11 Monday through Friday, and when I'm done working Monday through Friday, I'm not done working. Like, I, I, I read, I write, I work on the pod. Like, I work on the show. Saturdays um, is clean up laundry, you know, dinner, cook dinner, all that stuff. Do do the supermarket, anything. Do all the adulting bullshit. So anyways, that's my life. So Saturday, I still find time to cook. I still find time to do laundry. And I'm still in and out of sleep patterns throughout Saturday. This was probably about noon by the time I went to urgent care. Or by the time I got home. So Saturday going into Sunday was just literally hours at a time in and out of fucking sleep going into Sunday as well. Sunday I woke up to watch football and wasn't feeling hot. So I laid down on my sofa watching fucking football, not fucking feeling hot, pop more motion, made, made sure I was eating the whole time though. And liquid diet, literally. So soups and plenty of water, like lots and lots of water. And uh, I'm, I'm, I love soups. I'm tired of fucking soups. So anyway, Sunday comes along and made dinner that night as well. Yeah, I ended up knocking out about 8 o'clock p.m. Uh, New Year's Eve, the 31st, Sunday. <laughs> so I uh, set my alarm for about 11.30. Wake up at 11.30 p.m. just so I can say, hey, happy New Year, everyone. Peace the fuck out. I'm going to go back to sleep. That was my New Year's. New Year's Day, same fucking thing. Uh, I was supposed to go now. I had off from the office proper. Uh, and I had to go to the second job. And I really needed to go to the second job because we lost two of our cooks back there and we're short-handed, we're short-staffed. We're in trouble right now, like we are. And with me being out, it, it wasn't, look, it was New Year's Day, so I can see how it could have seemed like it was bullshit me calling out. Like, let's be real here, it could look like bullshit, but it wasn't. So, <clears throat> so uh, I, I go, actually, I call out Monday. So, Tuesday, I have to go back to the office. <laughs> Tuesday, the second. Now, I have to go back to the office. Uh, just like many offices, if you call out after a holiday, you don't get paid for your holiday pay. So I kind of had to be there. And honestly, the first Tuesday of every month, we, we are fucking insanely, insanely slammed. So show up and let them know. And thank goodness I have a text group with my managers, supervisors, and we checked up on each other Saturday, the 30th. And they're like, this is what I'm up to. What are you guys up to? And I'm like, I'm fucking miserable. Like, I have a fucking earache. I believe it's an ear infection. I'm like, I went to urgent care today. I'm like, I'm not doing good. So they were technically aware of Josias is fucked up right now. Like, something's wrong with Josias. So anyways, uh, Monday, I'm sorry, Tuesday, go back to work the second. And I let them know, my, let my supervisor know, I'm not feeling hot. Is there any possible way I can shake out early? Now, also, while I was at the office, I called up my insurance company finally. What the fuck fucking happened here? And they told me, okay, the new policy does not um, or did not kick in until January 1st, 2024. And I'm like, the fuck? So if I would have taken my old insurance information when I went to urgent care on Saturday, the 30th, and we both answered, they would have accepted so I'm like, okay, so the letter said just disregard any and all old information. That's that's great. Okay, dope. I'm like, so, okay, fuck it. I'm, I'm good, though. Like, you guys are covering me now, right? Yes, yes, we are. So if I go in right now to fucking urgent care, I'm going to go, yes, you're good. All right, cool, dope. 
office let me get out early, so about noon, and head straight over to fucking urgent care, round two to urgent care. So you go to urgent care, it wasn't a bad thing at all. Um, although there's, this is going to be a long fucking show because of this fucking goddamn fucking story. Uh, so anyways, uh, see the doctor finally get seen. Um, have you been on an airplane recently? No. Um, okay, what's wrong? Explain to her, okay, it's an ear infection. Um, it's an earache. My throat is swollen because of it. So explain to her exactly. And I'm like, I've been through this before in the past and, uh, the doctors have prescribed me uh, antibiotics before, and they've helped out like that. I know my fucking body. She prescribes me Afrin, which is a nasal spray, um, and uh, she prescribed me prednisone. So prednisone, for those people who don't know, are steroids, straight up. Now, granted, not anabolic steroids, so it's not like my throat is going to be benching like, you know, uh, it's not going to be like the weightlifting champion throat ever. Oh, that sounds terrible. Um, so, no, she gave me steroids, and it did not help. It, it did not help at all. So this was now Tuesday when she prescribed it to me. Now, after she prescribes me the, the steroids <clears throat> and Afrin, which is over-the-counter anyways, I walk next door again to CVS, walk in Tuesday after, again, urgent care, and they tell me we're all out of fucking prednisone right now oh that's fantastic guy um is there a local cvs where i can go pick it up uh there's only one by the irvine spectrum and if i send you out and they're out that's all there's nothing we can do i'm just going to put in an order for you right now what's as soon as it's going to come in hopefully tomorrow wednesday so this all went down so anyways all right so wednesday go back to work no wednesday had to call out for work uh, went back to finally get my steroids, and uh, it's I don't like it. I, I don't like it. Uh, the it didn't have any adverse effects on me at all. The only thing that I can say for sure that it that it did to me was in the middle of the night, and I don't get a lot of sleep anyways. But when I tried to go to sleep that first night after, okay, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday when I finally took them, I. Uh, my, my mind was racing. I could not go to sleep. Uh, I just was asleep till like three. I was up till like three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. Just could not sleep because my mind again was racing. So I was prescribed those for five days. Uh, tiny, tiny tablets. But first day, uh, day one, I'm supposed to take five tablets. Day two, four tablets. Day three, three. Until I, I dwindle down until they're all done. I made it through my work week from there. But... I also realized, like, fuck, dude, you're 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 not good, dude. <laughs> Just size, you're not you're not fucking good. Like this ears, not getting any fucking better, dude. Uh, your throat is not as swelled up, but you you need to go get fucking checked out. So finished up my work week, both jobs. Uh, just banged up and beat up and, and tired and more being <laughs> more banged up, more banged up than I've been. More being banged, being banged, and then banged. Um, I'm going to keep that in. Uh, so we made it through the work week and went to urgent care for the third time on Saturday. Uh, actually, no, that's a lie. Saturday, chilled. No, chilled, watch football. I gave it one more day. I'm like, okay, I made it through the week. If I make it through my work week, Saturday, I just need one solid day to finally 
sleeping. Let my body rest. Let my body fucking heal up. I'll be fucking fine. Uh, that theory went out the window Sunday. Sunday when I woke up uh, literally yesterday um, and and was still not feeling great. So I scheduled a – and I've never done this before. So if any of you guys have, please let me know if, if you guys have done this. I've, I scheduled a virtual visit. Now, have any of you guys ever done a virtual visit before? Um, I haven't. And um, I waited like 20 minutes in, in the waiting room, quote unquote. And um, and it was a wait. <laughs> so it said, please use your headphones for best performance, which I did. I tossed in my, head, my headphones and doctor couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear her. I'm like, hold on. And so I take them, put them away. And I'm like, okay, does this work? So anyways, was finally able to work. So saw this doctor online. Now, let me rewind to the first doctor <laughs> one more time. Now, I came to find out Saturday, um, the doctor that prescribed me the prednisone and the Afrin um, was not even a proper doctor. She was a PA, so she was a physician's assistant. So to begin with, I was pretty shocked um, from the fucking get-go. So now I make sure she's a doctor. All right, doctor asks, um, okay, well, have you been on an airplane? I'm like, dude, I thank you for thinking I have a life lady, but no, I have not been on an airplane. I don't even fucking travel. Like I travel to the supermarket and I travel to the second job. Like that's the extent of my fucking travels. So thank you, lady. And I didn't want to be a dick. She goes, uh, the first doctor, did she rule out, did she toss out possibly getting you uh, tested for strep? I'm like, no. She goes, okay, well, let's test you for strep first before anything if it happens to be strep uh, and she says it deals with the throat and the ear canal so that's probably what it is let's rule that out okay doc what's the fucking what's the game plan i need you to go back into urgent care so you can do a strep test throat awesome lovely so now and, and by the way thank goodness i have insurance because once i saw the charge for the virtual visit i'm like 145 dollars like fuck me like thank goodness i'm paying for my fucking insurance you know but um, just to see that money, I'm like, ah, jeez. Anyways, so from there, it's like, all right, doc, peace out. Thank you. I'm like, oh, by the way, one more time. I've had this before, like I told the prior doctor, PA. I didn't say that. But the, the prior doctor, and in the past, I've had to take antibiotics before. Okay, I'm going to prescribe you antibiotics. But if you show up positive for strep when you go to the urgent care again, um, I'm going to change up your prescription one more time so you get the proper medication. Dope. Okay, no problem. Uh, toss on my hoodie, head straight back down to urgent care. My third doctor's visit. Well, technically fourth. <laughs> fourth doctor's visit. Third in person now that I had to go to urgent care proper. Uh, I just go in quick. Uh, the doctor got me in scheduled right away, so all I had to do was go in and get my fucking throat swabbed for the most part and got test results back within six to ten minutes, something like that. She comes back, nurse. She's like, no, you're negative for strep. All right, awesome, dope. So I talk to them. It's like, okay, so what's the game plan from here? Like, did the doctor leave me a prescription? Yes, antibiotics. So motherfucker, I finally got my antibiotics yesterday. I uh, took my two tablets. They're giant fucking horse pills, by the way, guys. So amoxicillin. And um, they're, again, those giant fucking horse pills. I take two a day. Um, yesterday was a rough fucking day. <laughs> um Today, I feel I don't want it. You know what? I fuck it. I feel a lot better. I know I sound terrible, but um, that's the story, guys. I didn't want to go that long, but I really, really wanted to fill you guys in on, on what's been happening with me. And this story was to 
ridiculous and too stupid and too fucking funny for me not to share because of course this shit would happen to me um and just frustration more than anything because i know i know what i am at 100% and i know i'm not 100% like we should know our bodies more than anybody else and i know my fucking body and if my own body is is kicking down my door like a dickhead we're, we're not feeling hot um i i take care of myself so lynn not a machismo thing at all dude um and and i'm, I'm aware you know so i'll i know this much me at 80 percent, me at 75 percent is is so much better than anybody at their 100 percent because i know what i can fucking do i know what i bring to the fucking table and to still be racked up and banged up and beat up and to still do the shit i do um and to still not get a fucking goddamn thank you every now and then um is very frustrating especially when i'm frustrated because of this this ear infection and this pain this fucking miserable fucking pain to begin with you know so if you guys are feeling <laughs> if you guys aren't feeling well please go get checked out um but yeah dude that was my story and again only this ridiculous fucking thing could happen to me today is day 12 that I've, I've been dealing with this. Day two on antibiotics, I've taken, uh, again, prednisone steroids that did nothing for me. So I thought I would share. That's all about <laughs> I got for that story. I'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. No, just kidding. Um, the story of the infection. That's it. Uh, last bullet point is going to be um, Adam and I breaking down another review. We uh, recorded and reviewed Saturday night, The Fall of the House of X, number one. It's going to be a full panel by panel and page by page breakdown and review of this title. These are fun as hell to do with Adam. And it's it's up right now on the Comics and Tortillas YouTube page. And I believe Adam said he hit 800 subscribers when I recorded with him. He's doing great on that. Uh, I, I do sound terrible. I do sound hoarse on that. I believe I still sound hoarse because when I went to the second job right out of the gate, they're like, Josiah, you sound terrible. You sound really, really bad. So when I'm here working in the office, I don't talk to people. I talk to people over the phone, but I talk to my cat is the most I talk to. So I don't know what I sound like, uh, but recording, like I know my voice is not what it is. So yeah. Um, Adam and I had a lot of fun with this one. So minus my voice on that one, cause that's probably when I sounded the worst, but, um, yeah, guys be, uh, be good and, and, and find him and subscribe to Adam. I love that guy and he's killing it there. All right, guys, I'll be right back with some comic talk. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. I'm writing all-star Batman, uh, this year and you're listening to the comic syndicate. I'm Mitch Garrens, the artist and Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic Comics Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michello. We're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and we're having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon. And uh, you're listening to me live on Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comic Syndicate. Comic Talk. 
right. Welcome back to Comic Talk, guys. Thank you for that tangent. I literally had to go through. Let's hit some comic reviews real quick. Uh, I knew this was going to be a long show because of that story, so I'm going to ask two things in particular. First one's going to be an Image Comics title, Edenwood number two, written and drawn by Tony S. Daniel. Leonardo Pacchiardi is the colorist. Nathan Kempf is the letterer. This one starts off in New England, 1777, as we now see pages and panels of a young Ryan boy with Bastille. So this is a new title, guys. It's a new Image Comics title. It's a bunch of kids who grew up in a small town where they happen to have some sort of split dimension thing coming up that the city is, is aware of. It's called Edenwood. And if you go too far into the forest, you kind of get sucked into this, this world, this realm. And um, they lose one of their friends, one of the girls, and Ryan, a young boy. They're all teenagers for the most part, so about 13 to maybe the oldest, maybe 18, if, if that at all. So now we saw the end of that issue. Ryan go into the, this world, and it's just like a weird, fucked up fantasy demon witch realm. And it, it's just interesting, dude. So we now see Bastille, the, the, the guy in the cloak and the mask, kind of teaching a young Ryan how to kill demons and become a demon slayer. So they happen to come across this small city now, and um, they meet one of their friends that happens to be working for a girl, a woman named Lexington. Now, this was interesting because as soon as Lexington, this badass woman, happens to see Ryan, she's like, Ryan, is that you? And she recognizes the kid. The kid's like, Lexington? Like, what the fuck happened to you? You aged. And interesting how she tells him, like, I came to help out everyone. Like, there are certain parts of this world where it, it causes you to age quicker and certain parts of the realm cause you to de-age. So you're, you know, little by little becoming a kid again and you become very easy prey for the demons of this world to, to just devour and consume. She's like, I hope that didn't happen to anyone else. And we don't know how any of the other kids are faring yet, minus these two so far. So Ryan is a youngster still, and Lexington now is a woman, uh, a badass, like, barbarian woman. And we saw, we kind of get a glimpse of the way she uh, had to deal with living and coping in this world. Ryan part, practically hasn't aged, and Lexington has. Uh, this one was very interesting. Uh, I love the art already, but I love Tony Daniels. Um, so yeah, I liked it. It's good. It's worth checking out. Um, the end of this issue was very cool because he's getting visions. Ryan's getting visions now. Dreams of someone speaking to him, telling him not to trust anybody of this realm, this world. The witches do not trust anyone. And it's one of his friends that happens to now be a witch. And he even asks her, like, but you're a witch. You're telling me not to trust you too especially me don't fucking trust me so just very weird when he wakes up from the dream now he's a little bit older so now he looks like he's in his teens and now he's using bastille's armament now and when he wakes up he sees his five friends that have been twisted also and what i'm curious to see how they've had to interact with the world and what made them as twisted as they look now so i think they just might have some disdain towards him like you fucking bailed on us and never came back type of thing. So again, very interesting. I, I liked it. 
Um, I was going to say this is going to be short. Dude, Image Comics. Do I want to hit this? Yeah, let's hit Image Comics real quick. Uh, Image Comics Deep Cuts number one and number two. I'm a huge music fan, every genre. Honestly, minus country. That's just me. I'm not a big country guy, so I love music. Now, when Adam recorded his Comics and 3DS podcast with his boys, uh, and Adam jumped on on the Comic Syndicate interview show, this was his list on both, both shows was Deep Cuts number one and number two, or the whole series, I guess. Now... Uh, I have an issue. <laughs> Number one, Adam, great recommendation. Don't get me wrong. The, the issue is not with you. I have an issue with the writer. <laughs> um, I have a history with writers and, and artists um, of the comic book world. Yes, I've been doing this for a long time. So Kyle Higgins is one of those people where I've met several times. And one time in particular, he was off-putting to me. And it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, what is your fucking problem? So ever since then, I'm like, fuck this guy. Fuck his work. Um, I'm not going to ever back up anything he does at all. Because, like, okay, I saw your your true colors. So fuck you. Eat a dick. And um, and just don't like him. Um, so I told myself I would never read anything. And Adam did, you know, recommend it. And I read it. It's It's good. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's good. Um, so Kyle Higgins is the art writer, and Joe Clark is the writer as well. Danilo Beirut is the penciler and inker. Igor Monti is the colorist. Hassan Atsmani Elau is the letter. Um, it's just a very cool story about the heartbreak of music and being a musician, especially at a young age. So yes, this young boy plays clarinet and wants to be in a jazz band. And the person he looks up to as the best uh jazz player ever um how he does this kid wrong and how this kid learns how to be a musician and a better musician and how to be a better person and just a better man a better kid from the personal experiences he goes through um so i liked it a lot um i really did like issue number two was a completely different type of storytelling it's more of a woman who is a writer for broadway uh, for a broadway show that she's working for theater that is struggling to create any audience at all so now her her idea is to come up she's like okay the show sucks but if i can write the best perfect piece of music for this like it'll it'll fucking sell so her mission is now to to go you know figure out this this jazz piece she wants to write and the way that ends was very cool um it reminds me and it's weird to compare it to this at all but very much like a tales from the crypt sorry guys that was me very much tales from the crypt type of ending or the heartbreak of music and the music and the music industry and and i was going to say and i guess the you know like anything you follow your your heart you know anything you're passionate about there's heartbreak behind all of it and even though it can be discouraging, like, I don't want to ruin the second issue, but it was good. So Adam, worth checking out. Um, after this one, I'm never going to read Kyle Higgins' work again. <laughs> um, and it's just issue issues I have with certain people. Like, if you guys know who Rob Liefeld is, I've had issues with that guy since I was a kid. I grew up in Orange County. Um, uh, and every year, there's the International Orange Street Fair. And at like 13 years old, I had seen Rob Liefeld and Dan Fraga walking the, the, you know, the fair. 
and um, and he was a fucking douchebag. <laughs> and then he and I had several interactions. Like he's blocked me by now, which is fine. But anyways, if you guys don't know who Rob Liefeld is, he is the creator of Deadpool. <laughs> and the theater I used to work, uh, used to do barista slash bartender. Uh, he would always go to my theater and he'd always, I'd always make him fucking hot fucking chocolate, dude. So, um, I just have issues with certain people that I have no respect for. <laughs> um, but yeah, even though I am a Deadpool fan, I am not a fan of fucking Rob Liefeld at all. He can also eat a bag of fucking dicks. Sorry guys. Um, let's hit two more real quick. Okay. Let's hit the first one. Marvel Comics, Thanos number one, Christopher Cantwell is the writer. Luca Pizzari is the artist. Ruth Redman is the colorist. VCs Corey Pettit is the letterer. So this one now starts off. I reviewed issue number one not too long ago, and it's pretty much the Illuminati. This next group of Illuminati uh, found out that Thanos is trying to <laughs> has pulled a big part of Fresno out into orbit because Thanos is after a girl that he thinks is somebody else. Now the team that happens to come into play is the newest rendition of the Illuminati, Iron Man, Doctor Strange. Mr. Fantastic, and I'm sorry, guys, my voice is still not 100%. Uh, Doctor Strange, Mr. Fantastic, Blue Marvel, and now Emma Frost. Now trying to save this young girl, this Roberta Marshall. Um, it, it's, it wasn't a bad title. Uh, the Illuminati needs help. They know they need help from the big guns, and they ask for And it's just fun, funny the way they each talk to each other like, you call him. He doesn't like me. Well, he doesn't like me, homie. Like, no, you guys are fucking friends. No, he hates me. Trust me. And that's the conversation amongst the guys that they're having as the person they decide to call that they need help from is the Hulk. So that was interesting. Um, a small, brief scrap between the Hulk and Thanos proper we really haven't seen in a while. So it was not bad. Uh, this one was... Num not bad, but this next one is probably one of my favorites of the week. Marvel Comics Star Wars Darth Vader number 42 Rise of the Schism Imperial. Uh, Greg Pack is the writer. Adam Gorham is the artist. Federico Blee is the colorist. VCs Joe Carmagna is the letterer. This one starts off at the Imperial Palace. After facing a series of tests by Emperor Palpatine and Grand Vizier Maz Ometa. During the scourge of the droids, Darth Vader eventually used the corrupted droids to his advantage, taking out the onslaughts of troopers sent after him. So uh, this is the aftermath now. So what the vizier now going to see the emperor and one of uh, the emperor's men's there, your eminence, I beg your pardon for your, for the interruption, but I believe Mas Ameda has some kind of report for you. And the emperor just answers, ah, yes, I sensed his here his fear from a kilometer away. Uh, what new failure have you to report, Grand Vizier? So just fucking funny as the Vizier now answers. I can tell you the, the droid threat has been destroyed. But we have reports that Lord Vader was temporarily able to infect and control droids of his own. We believe he's lost those abilities. But he seeks more power every day. The Emperor now gets pissed off. Really? You mean Lord Vader, who was so weak when I sent you after him, grows even stronger? As the Emperor lights up his, his hand and starts electrocuting the, the Vizier. Uh, and, and this is where we get this funny but usual rotating supervisor role of the Alliance. Do you think you can do better? Guy asking another sub-administrator. Um, if 
if you know you think you can do a better job and everyone always says yeah where's their lips quivering uh the story from then uh here jumps to the imperial base or an imperial base now where the man in charge here of the alliance uh, is they're asking for help for more troops now as he's found several breaches in his complex and but as he does so he now gets attacked by uh by the the rebels and their mar corps so it's like an army crew of cyborgs for the most part uh then you know we see that attack and now we get a panel of 12 hours later as vader ships now lands and he finds the general now that has you know that literally just called for backup now imprisoned imprisoned in a cell now where vader's current uh little droid is asking the general how many cyborgs there are and if they're formidable so now the general answers there are four but it's a trap and vader's only response is good and it's just dope to see these fight scenes and sequences just vader getting his ass kicked but also going to work and going to town on these guys you know as the as the prior general says, it's a trap. And again, Vader answers, yes, it is. And we see how what Vader is able to do to infect these cyborgs and now use them to turn on the rebels. Uh, just very cool. Um, I love how once the Star Wars titles started getting uh, released under the Marvel Comics banner, how great they've been. They've been fantastic. The art in here is fantastic uh greg pack is is killing it on the writing duties uh charles sold writes a lot of these ones um but adam gorham is the artist on this one fucking dope i fucking really enjoyed it um so yeah i'm not gonna spoil anything please find that one last one is gonna be marvel comics fall of the house of x number one Gary Duggan is the writer, Lucas Ornick is the artist, Brian Valenza is the colorist, VC's Travis Lanham is the letterer. Now, before I get this title even started right now, um, I'm going to give my review, but I want you guys to find the full page-by-page -page breakdown that Adam and I dropped uh, on his show. I'm going to drop that one soon as well, so if you guys want to catch it as soon as possible, find the Comics and 30S podcast or youtube channel <laughs> and find it like it there and i'm gonna put uh, this one up the audio up shortly as well and this one starts off so i have this reoccurring i have this recurring dream and i know it's just a dream but it feels real as we see a figure dressed in black now uh with a black hat right you know a man with, on a black hat with a black hat uh riding a white horse pulling along a man behind him by rope as this man we see getting pulled is wearing a red visor I'm being dragged into an angry town. I don't know what I did to deserve this hangman. Maybe deserves got nothing to do with it. Maybe it's just fate. And as he continues being led into a small western town, I get to say my, my piece, but it matters not. The fix is in. The judge is someone I recognize. Someone I thought I knew, but he throws me to the wolves. Justice will be swift. I should be scared, but I'm not. I'm an innocent man. The world drops out from under my feet, but I do not fall. Then I wake up, but I'm not doing much more better than in my dreams. As we now see Scott shackled up with his hands behind his back now. So he wakes up from this dream, this nightmare. And we see him being transported now to his hearing uh, against the Orcus army. Or just Orcus in general. He says, I was thousands of miles away from the Hellfire Gala when I felt Jean die. But I felt Jean die before, and death doesn't suit her. Orcus has me right where they want me, on trial. 
uh, and all of my mutantdom are my co-defendants. I'm playing along, buying the resist resistance time to strike back. What makes the Orcus threat so insidious is the way they made everyone out, uh, everyone cheer out at her suffering. As he's finally now getting led to the courthouse filled with an angry mutant mob, um, with one side mutant hating mob, the other side uh, supporters of mutants, I guess, which was kind of cool to see. I was not expecting that. And in front of the courthouse, two giant Stark sentinels guarding this his courthouse. Cyclops continues, humans like their symbolism. This is Paris, where they tried Magneto. This time, the trial will go their way, but the war will not. As we now see Colossus and Wolverine now and the Paris sewers going to work, destroying and straight up killing Orcus guards that are there um, in the underground. We then get pages and panels of Professor X now on Krakoa calling to Rasputin to help him. She's one of the newer Chimera uh, mutants that's been introduced, where she almost argues that she's in position uh, at the courthouse to help out and, and free Cyclops. And it's weird for him kind of to be calling her out, you know, especially in this particular moment. But he tells her now that they can save everyone right now if she leaves, bails on saving Cyclops, and goes to him to help him out. Just a little shady, so I don't know. Uh, but she does. She ends up bailing and now leaves um, Colossus and Wolverine now with no backup and vulnerable to the next attack as they just start getting their asses kicked now. And um, they, the Orcus army is there prepared for, for, for these two guys. They use like a giant, uh, an electromagnetic um, tank and just fucks up Wolverine and Colossus. Colossus has metallic skin and Wolverine adamantium, you know, laced bones. So they're getting fucked up. And as soon as they're pinned up against the walls, they can't do anything. They start fucking torching Wolverine. Like, I feel like Wolverine. Um, and as they're getting their asses kicked, like, there's nothing they can do. Wolverine's getting singed up. And we finally get now backup in the form of Nightcrawler. And he helps out uh, his two buddies. And now we see that these three, Nightcrawler, Colossus, Wolverine, are fucking pissed now. And it's like, all right, fuck it. Let's do this. They want to fuck with us. Let's do this. So now we go see more pages of Cyclops on trial now. And uh, not offering much of a defense of any of the allegations that have made been made against him. Um, where the court had warned him that if he didn't say anything, that they would just find him guilty regardless. Which is pretty much the route he's going. But in his head, like, he's playing the long game here. And then the story now jumps to the Bloom, which is an Orcus space station with Dr. Stasis, Modoc, Nimrod, and um, a few other of the heads of, of, of uh, Orcus now celebrating. Like, all right, we fucking, we're going to kill Cyclops. Like, there's, he's fucked. We're going to hang this bitch. Let's do it bust out the champagne which they fucking do and that's where dr stasis now orders uh nimrod to go kill krakoa and that's an interesting um thing that that goes down um so towards the end of the title we now see uh everyone on on the x-gen well not everyone we see kitty pride rogue uh gambit um and they're fucking pissed and wolverine's there with on board too and so nightcrawler classes 
And Wolverine kind of looks at at, uh, at Kitty Pride, and he's like, I know I didn't want you to go this route. Like, you're better than me. Like, uh, I, I'm a killer. You don't have to be this. And she kind of, like, looks at him and tells him, like, dude, they made us go to these levels. Like, fuck them. And he looks at her like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm proud of you. Like, yeah, go fuck them up. So very cool. Um, when I reviewed this with Adam, I still got to toss in the hole. The X-Men are fucked. They're bound to be fucked. Um, they are fighting with their backs against the wall. And even if they win this war, this battle, like the future of the X-Men, they, they're fucked, dude. Um, and I'm very curious to see how the Professor X Colin Rasputin is going to end up. Like, I don't trust Professor X for some reason. So just very curious. Um, I did not have a question of the week. Uh, I did, honestly. <laughs> What's the most jacked up or banged up you've been? Car accident, broken leg, broken wrist. Just an odd question. But yeah, um, it might make more sense after towards the end of the review as usual. But I am curious. All right, that's all I got, guys. I'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. Mentally, for me, the most jacked up I've been was when my uh, my ex-girlfriend at the time and I um, had uh, a miscarriage. Put me in a very dark place, but I'm um, mentally jacked up. That would have to be it. Mentally and emotionally jacked up would have to be my pops passing away last year. Um, just emotionally draining. Um, yeah. Uh, physically, uh, I've had bruised ribs, broken fingers before. Not Nothing that bad. I've never been in a car accident, thank goodness. Knock on wood. Um, nothing bad. Except um, I get worried, and I don't know why this one didn't occur to me when I've asked this before recently. What's something I don't, I don't think I did? Sorry, I had a cough there. Um, what what scares you guys? You know, what's something that intimidates you? And my number one thing is, I, nothing scares me, but I'm afraid to fail in anything I do. That's just me i'm afraid to fail anything i do uh i'm not scared of the boogeyman i'm not scared of the nighttime i'm not scared of a lot of fucking things i'm not scared of being alone i'm not scared of getting hurt i'm not scared of riding my mountain bike and eating shit and breaking something um one of the things that i i am scared of was this ear infection i've had it something very similar in, in the past it was an ear infection on my right ear and my throat was way worse than what it is right now so looking at it from like just like you're fucked up go get yourself checked out uh that's why and that's not why that's not the only reason why i went to go get checked out like i need to get better i need to take care of myself like i'm 43 years old i need to fucking take care of myself um so back then this was about 2000 jesus fucking christ 2005 um it got so bad and the infection got so bad they had to operate on my throat and so i'm, I'm 22 um at at this time and and um so 20 years ago god damn it um and the doctors and i was fucked up like i they had, they had me on morphine 
um, a bunch of drips, calcium drips, um, anyways, everything. And I was in the hospital for a good week, and they tried to figure out what's wrong with me. And it's like, okay, we know what it is. You have an infection in your fucking throat. We have two options. We can either operate and open your mouth, clamp your mouth open, and, and operate on your throat that way. Or we can go slight, you know, give a slit through the side of your right ear and um, go in that way and operate that way. All right, which one's easier? Well, the easier one is if we make a slit on the right of your ear. That way we can just get in there real quick and fucking and take it out. Okay, dope. The only thing, though, go for it, doctor, is that... Um, there's a lot of there are a lot of nerve endings and veins there. If we fuck up, um, you can lose your voice, your voice box, your voice will change, different fucking things like that. I'm like, okay, fuck it, doc. You made it pretty fucking easy. Go through my fucking throat, homie. Like, just do it that way. So, anyways, that's what had happened 20 years ago. Anytime anything like this happens, I kind of get scared because. Uh, it was kind of a scary scenario to be in the hospital for fucking that that long, and that's probably the worst pain pain I've been in, um, and it could have ended up worse. Like, I mean, it could have ended up worse. Um, so, yeah, um, it, I wish I would have fucking hit that or asked that question earlier, but um, you know me, dude. I was too busy fucking talking about. Uh, steroids and fucking antibiotics. All right, guys, you guys rock. I love you. Uh, this wasn't supposed to be that long. Um, I will catch you guys next week. Peace out.